Some of us have a list of summer reads, but what about a Juneteenth reading list? Juneteenth marks the emancipation of enslaved black people in the United States, and it's become a celebration of black culture. For many, it's a time of healing and community, but it's also a holiday about education, reflecting on our nation's past and acknowledging the struggles black Americans have endured and continue to endure in this country. So if you're trying to learn more, where should you start? Here to share what is on their Juneteenth reading lists are two black Chicago-area bookworms. Verlene Singletary is the owner of The Book Joint, a bookstore located in Bronzeville's Boxville Market. Welcome, Verlene. Thank you. And Zynga Nomo is the owner of Afriware Books in Maywood. Hi, Nzinga. Greetings. Pleasure to be here, and thanks for the invitation. So before we dive into your top picks to read this Juneteenth, I want to talk a little bit more about your bookstores. How did you get started, Verlene? Well, um, the book joint, we started back in 2007, and it's just because I've always loved, I've loved to read. I've read since a child, and I always wanted to have a store that featured books by people that look like me for people that look like me, and that was always my goal, so that's when the book joint was born. What about you, Nzinga? Mine is complete opposite. I used to hate to read. (laughs) I became an electrical engineer because I thought it meant you didn't have to read. But um, one day um, I had my George Floyd moment and started reading with a club at um, AT AT&T. And we read Invisible Man and Miseducation of the Negro. It changed my life. I just wanted that whole life-changing experience for everyone. I wanted them to understand the truth about our history instead of the lies that were being told in the media. Well, great minds think alike between uh, both of you here. You know, the first book that was on both of your lists was Juneteenth by Ralph Ellison. Verlene, I want you first to talk about why you chose it. Okay, so um, I chose the book because I'm a I'm a um, fan of fiction, for one. And um, I love Ralph Ellison's writing. And I just wanted, this was his second novel, and it just kind of went into the story of these two men who were so different. And um, it discusses how their lives were, um, how their paths crossed at a Juneteenth celebration years before they became the men that they ended up being in the book. So I just figured, like, if someone loves a great story with a bit of drama, mm-hmm. then this is, like, a really good book to pick up. What resonated with you, Nzinga, about uh, Juneteenth by Ralph Ellison? Okay, so at the beginning when I said his um, first book, Invisible Man, changed my life, I thought that might still, you know, reach people who are into fiction. However, it was a tie, I had a tie between that book and Ida B. Wells, The Red Record, because in this whole environment of banning books, I wanted to draw, um, you know, attention to those that are bringing out those facts that, yes, they might be uncomfortable for some, but they're extremely important, especially in documenting the why mm-hmm. behind we celebrate Juneteenth. Yeah, I mean, speaking of The Red Record, which you brought up in Zynga by uh, Ida B. Wells, as we know, she was an investigative journalist and an anti-lynching advocate, in right? In Chicago, yeah. In Chicago, yeah. she documents the, the practice of lynching in that book. Talk more about why it's a crucial read. You know, there were so many conflicting reports at the time. Um, 
and uh, a, a split between uh, white journalists and black journalists. And um, again, if you examine the band book list uh, of today, that it is reminiscent of books like this, which mm-hmm. are pulling out those uncomfortable truths um, that you know we need to draw more attention to. Even some of her, um, the headings of her ty- of her chapters lynched because the jury acquitted him. You know. Yeah. <laughs> To, to here's another one lynched because they were saucy lynched for no offense mm-hmm. lynched for a quarrel <laughs> it's unbelievable we need to know yeah. the why we need to keep the why in focus um for the long lasting um celebration and com- and commemoration of the end of slave enslavement Verlene, another title that was on your list was the 1619 project from new york times journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones, and other contributors. Why did that book make your list? Um, The book made my list because, as Nzinga was saying, you know, there are a lot of um, things that went on in our past that make people uncomfortable. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to discuss it. And I feel like those stories need to be told. They need to be shared. Our perspectives need to be shared. And um, we can't forget our history because I've always, like my mom used to tell me, if you forget your history, you're destined to repeat it. And I just feel that those stories are really important. They're important to our youth, and they're important to everyone. Well, let's talk about your next pick, Verlene. It's Opal Lee and What It Means to Be Free by Alice Faye Duncan. For our listeners who might not know, can you, first of all, let us know who's Opal Lee? So Opal Lee, she was known as the grandmother of um, Juneteenth. So she's from Texas, and she's always been like this really, really strong social activist, I mean, even from a child. So when she was 89 years old, she walked from her home in um, Fort Worth, Texas, all the way to Washington, D.C., to advocate for Juneteenth to be a national holiday. So this book here is for kids. It's a children's book, and it tells her story, and it's an um, easy-to-read or um, easy-to-take-in pieces for children to understand. Because, again, like I've stated before, they really need to know the history yeah. of Juneteenth and how it came to be. Well, again, you two are aligned. And, Zynga, you included the uh, children's book here written by the Juneteenth grandmother herself. What stood out to you about this book? Well, I again, you know, there were ties for first place, second place. And I had to, of course, include the grandmother, you know, right, the right. one who championed this since the beginning and who lived, you know, the experience through her grandfather's um, stories. And I, I just always think primary resources like this are always best when in a state of confusion and uh, contradictory messaging, um, you should seek out that first telling, oral or otherwise. You know, pr- we hope that it's written, but I'm so th- I was so thankful that uh, she did pen one um, that can be referenced for the generations. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and if you're just tuning in, we are talking about must-reads this Juneteenth with Verlene Singletary, who's owner of The Book Joint, and Nzinga Nomo, who's owner of Afriware Books. Now, back to you, Verlene, because your next book is 400 Souls, 
Now, this is a community history of Black Americans, which is edited by Ibram X. Kendi and uh, Keisha Blaine. What inspired this choice? Well, basically, all of the different stories and the years that the stories span across. So there are 90 different stories in this book by 90 different writers. And each one of these stories is told in each writer's perspective. So no story is the same. And it's just like a retelling of our history. And then it also provides some hope for our future. And I just, it was one of my choices because um, I enjoyed the different stories. I enjoyed um, the different looks, the different features about everything that went on in our history. And on your list, Nzinga, is How the Word is Passed by Clint Smith. Can you tell us about this one? Okay, this one was written over the pandemic, and I really thought it deserved, well, it did get some attention, but, you know, the pandemic just really. Oh, yeah, it put a wrench in everything, for sure. Okay, exactly. But I like the way he pulls out historic landmarks that link to important historic times. And I think for, um, well, for most people, when you're able to reach out and touch that that part of history, it just makes it more exciting, more Mm -hmm. engaging. Um, And then you can physically go, you know, and, and come up with your own conclusions, ask your own questions and make your own analysis. Well, before I let you both go, where can listeners go to find more information about your bookstores? You first, Nzinga. Okay, please go to our website, africawarebooks.com, which is A as in Africa, F as in freedom, R-I-W-A-R-E books.com. That's where you'll find the podcast, the blog, and we're also all over social media, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. <laughs> awesome. And what about you, Verlene? Where can we find you? So we um, also have our website, um, www.dabookjoint.com, and you can follow us on social media. We're Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. I'm working on TikTok. I haven't got there yet. (laughs) Oh, you'll be there soon, I'm sure. It's all DA Book Joint, the book joint. That is Verlene Singletary, owner of the book joint, and Nzinga Nomo, owner of Afroware Books. Thank you both for your time. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.